Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Friday, April 13th, 2018, and this is The Ride. Good morning, my friends. Off to another day of blessed work. It is a Friday, Friday! Friday the 13th. Some people would think that that's bad luck. I don't believe that for one minute. Bible says that there's not any importance from one day to the next. Seasons, they don't, it doesn't really apply. And dates and events and things like that. So, no big thing, no worries. I put my trust in something that's eternally tangible and that's the word of God so as I was driving to work this morning I was just in a preparatory mood in the spirit I was listening to Max McLean read to me from the Bible Gateway app I wasn't really clicking with any particular topic in Romans and then uh, 2nd Corinthians So I hopped over to Revelation. And you know how in Revelation, the Lord is speaking to the seven churches. And the first church, I forget which one it was, but that doesn't matter. The first church, he was saying, you know, you guys are rocking. You're doing these things correctly and you're, you know, not allowing this wickedness to be a part of the the church. And, but I've got this thing against you and that's you've lost your first love. You've lost what you had when you first believed. And I wanted to touch on that today. I'm glad the Lord brought me to that scripture because I was thinking about what we talked about yesterday. And yesterday, if you've not listened, you need to listen in. I feel like the podcast yesterday really opened some doors for people to see where they really were and maybe reach out to the Lord and grab a hold of something real and come out of the corner that they found themselves in. And so in in that sense, this day is like the first love kind of days. And I'm thinking as I'm listening to that scripture out of Revelation, what was it like for me and for believers around what was it like that first love situation that the Lord is saying you don't want to lose and whatever that is whatever that quality is I want us to grab a hold of that too and never let it go when you are dead or near death in a and I'm not talking a spiritual sense but just in a in a natural sense, if you're in a burning building and you know you're a goner, and somehow someone comes in there through that flame and through that danger and snatches you up and gets you out. I mean, you had been in there basically knowing there's no way for me. I I will not get out of here. I'm going to have to sit down and cease to exist. And then rescue happens. Can you put yourself in that situation? 
my my heart I think my heart wouldn't know what to do I think I would just break down you get your life back but see it's more than that it's not like getting what you already had it's getting what you knew you didn't even have you believed you were lost and then life came that is exactly what God's doing in the life of a new believer you have realized there was no life there there was a hopelessness there and that's a realization of the the state of the situation, the state of your world at that moment in time. I am lost without Christ. There's not one thing I can do to get out of this burning building. I'm gone. And then Christ snatches you up and says, I have put you into new life. It's not like you got your old life back. It's like you got new life. It's like you were born again. It's that feeling right there. That immense, yes, it's emotional, but it's emotion at the deepest part of emotion, in the spiritual part. This indescribable gratitude for what has been given. New life, a new chance at a completely new beginning. So maybe that's what's going on in Revelation. The church grew so familiar with the new normal. Yes, we're saved. We're Christians. We believe in God and we believe in the afterlife and we believe eternally that we will be with the Father and we're going to weed out this wickedness in the camp. Because they weren't careful, they lost why they were doing this whole thing. And God counted that against them. It's a scolding. It's not a judgment in the sense that, well, you've lost, you've lost new life because you were this way. No, I'm sure they didn't. But I, I can, I can see them maybe very legalistic. And you know, a new convert comes to church and they're like, okay, well, let's make sure you're doing everything right. You know, without recognizing the fact that they are a new creation. But the mind has to change. The renewing of the mind is, a, is an ongoing process and it will never stop until our last days on earth. So when I read that, I, I think that God is saying, look, you, it's good to weed out wickedness. There's all sorts of scripture that talks about we have to be careful because that wickedness can weave its way into our lives again and cause us to not be the witness that he wants us to be and causes us to not live according to the will of God, which short circuits his plans for us. So he knows he wants good things for us, but he also wants us to understand what we truly have. And that's a God who ran into that burning building to save you. Why? So he could hang out and talk with you. I mean, that's why he's knocking on our doors, on our heart's doors, right? He wants to commune with us. When I think of how it would be being rescued out of that burning building, I can just see myself all covered with soot and maybe some scorched clothes and maybe even some burn marks on me. I was that close to having it all end. 
I was set free from that inferno. And I don't think I could talk. I think if someone were to ask me questions, like I can see the news guy there, all dressed in a suit, shiny shoes, come up to me and say, what do you think? What do you think? I, 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 I would... I would be like I was just there. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't care to put to words any emotion I was feeling. I'm simply still here. For new believers today, you are most definitely still here. And you've been brought out of a certain perishing situation. And you've been brought into the life, into new life. Maybe that first love mindset and heart set has everything to do with realizing what truly blessed position you're in. It's not that you're lucky. It's not like that. Because God wants all men and all women to be saved. Everyone. I mean, you can feel good knowing that you said yes to God. It was your choice, remember? It was a choice, and you made it, and I'm proud of you. You chose life, and you didn't fully understand everything about this new life, but you, but you knew enough about the certain death that you were experiencing. You needed out of that corner, out of that burning house. I just need something more than I've been getting. Christ is the answer. He will always be the answer. It won't matter what generation you live in. Christ will be the answer. Christianity isn't the hip thing that started in the 1970s with the flower children and ended with mega pastors on TV messing up. Christianity is for real forever because Christ, the one son of the one God, paid the price to bring you out of that burning building. So my encouragement to you, new believer, is to remember what God has done every day for you. He did it, this for you, just like he did it for me. You know, another thing about being set free, I mean, imagine you just got set free from this burning building, but you know that your family's inside. And you thought mere minutes ago, that your life was over and you're free you're on the outside now and yet you know there's people inside and I'm just guessing here I don't know this seems rather heroic but I'd like to believe that if that were me before I had a chance to think about things too much I might be going right back in there to get them out why? Because a minute ago I thought that I didn't have a life anyway and now I've been given a life and I know there's lives in there that need rescue. And I made it out. They can make it out. It's a whole other mindset when you're first saved. Maybe that's another part of this thing. We need to never lose that. No matter if we just got saved or if it's been a year or 20 years or 70 years. We know people who are still stuck in that building. How important is it for us to go back in there and get them? If we lose our first love, we might lose that zeal. God's saying don't lose that zeal. There are people out there who need God 
And there are people that you know that need God. We need to be walking around with a first love purpose, I think, and never lose that. And I've been guilty of being indifferent to some people. I mean, we typically do that with people that are different than us, don't we, if we're honest? Different social background, racial background. I mean, they're not part of our group. So we kind of turn off our love. Obviously, if we're wanting to walk around with this first love in our life, obviously love is a part of it. And we need to love people who we don't normally love. I remember when I was a kid, I read this comic book. It was a Christian comic book based on a book called The Cross and the Switchblade. It was a story about a Christian pastor or a Christian evangelist. I forget what his name was. But he had reached out to this gang member, Nicky Cruz. And Nicky was a, a tough gang kid, but he eventually came to know the Lord. And I just looked him up online, and he has, you know, Nicky Cruz Ministries, and he's an evangelist now, and I believe that pastor's name was David, David something. Is it David Wilkerson? Uh, anyway, he saw someone not in his group, and he had compassion, and he had a true love for Nikki and all of his people. And he reached out and shared Christ with him and his gang. Maybe we ought to be doing that. You know, maybe, maybe we ought to take something I said a couple days ago about being bold. Maybe we need to trust God a little bit more in a situation like that. I mean, can you go wrong when the Word of God is in the vicinity, when you're sharing the Word of God? I don't know. It seems to me like we've maybe gotten a little soft as Christians. I don't know. I'm going to try something today. I'm going to try something today, and I will let you know how it works out. I'm going to have an opportunity where I could be soft, but I'm not going to be. And we're going to see how God comes through in the situation. I can't actually wait now. I'm kind of excited for this. So Lord, thank you for that idea. I'm going to run with it. And Lord, help us as we live our lives to not forsake that first love, knowing that we've been saved and, and the importance of that, and also knowing that there are people who need it just as bad as we did. And every day, it doesn't matter how long I live, Every day I realize I need you more. And so for those who don't know you, I want to introduce them to you. And help me to do that. Help me to do that in a way that respects people, but gives total glory and honor to you. I believe, I believe that something is going to happen today. Thank you, Lord, for being with us. Amen. All right, everybody. You stay in that word and you live in peace. You pray for those who persecute you. And don't forsake your first love. If you are a Christian that's been saved for a long time, or if you just found the Lord and got out of certain death yesterday or the today, don't forget what God has brought you out of and into. And let's share the gospel with other people. You do not need to be a pastor to share the gospel. You simply need to tell somebody your story. That's all you got to do. And you're the one who knows your story the best. So be bold. 
Be courageous. Share the love of God by just telling people what God has done for you. You will be amazed how simple that is, how profound the results. I can't wait to hear. And I will see you on the flip.